Let's get into our wellness corner now. We're talking World Alzheimer's Day and patient care. And uh, the background is that Alzheimer's disease is a degenerative brain disease that progressively affects memory and cognitive functioning. As the world commemorates World Alzheimer's Day this week, a special focus, and this is 21st September, so yesterday, a special focus has been given to patient care, not only for those who have been diagnosed, but for those caring for loved ones as well. Our next guest advocates for the overall well-being of their patients and empowerment of residents to help retain independence for as long as possible. Studies have shown that a psychosocial approach towards patients has lowered their dependency on medication. Some patients have progressed so far as regaining the ability to feed themselves and walk without assistance. So joining us is Danielle Oswald, who is the care manager at San Sereno, or Aurea Flagship Senior Living Community. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning to you. Morning, Ayanda. Okay, so 21 September is World Alzheimer's Day, and this is to raise awareness and to challenge the stigmas that are still there around dementia. Let's just unpack then in terms of what is dementia and how does it link to Alzheimer's? How do we understand what the two are interlinked yeah. with? Yes, so so with your Dementia. Dementia is an umbrella term um, for a group of symptoms. So it, it, what it what that basically means is there's there's a different type. You get different types of dementia, of which Alzheimer's is one. Um, you know, you get um, Lewy body dementia, you get frontotemporal dementia, but Alzheimer's is the one that affects most. Um, especially with with the elderly, there are certain risk factors that come in. But if we look at what is the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia, is that um, uh, dementia is just the broader term, and Alzheimer's is um, the one that most people speak about because of all of the dementias, it's the one that affects most people. And 60 million people, over 60 million people worldwide are living with uh, dementia. When it comes to Alzheimer's, what are the figures in South Africa? How much of a problem is it here? So your 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 figures, uh, you know, there is not an exact amount in terms of South Africa. Um, but how it affects um, our current population, it will grow. And mm. the reason that it will grow is because our population is aging. With with everything in terms of medical medical technology and uh, us that we can go to the doctor for different types of diseases, um, our life expectancy is becoming greater and greater. So we live for much longer, and um, that's one of the biggest risk causes um, risk causes for um, Alzheimer's and dementia. Who's likely to have the issue of Alzheimer's? Is it always older people? Can it happen even uh, younger? And what are the ages that are most prominent or most at yeah. risk? So your your risk starts increasing from the age of 65. There is also an early onset. Um, so early onset just means that you, it's out of the ordinary. So someone may be in their mid to late 50s. Um, but it's always age-related. There's also quite a lot of other factors that will predispose you to um, to developing um, Alzheimer's and dementia, and that there's there's quite a few. It includes a sedentary lifestyle, so someone that is not as active, 
um, high blood pressure, cholesterol, mm. um, uh, other types of pre-existing conditions just include, uh, in, increases your chances of getting Alzheimer's and dementia. And we are talking, you know, issues to do with the brain. So if somebody has suffered a concussion, could that also predispose them? So you, you get a different type of dementia. Um, there is, you also get where there's maybe a, a, a temporary type of dementia or, or something that is, that is trauma-related or injury-related. So that is, you know, also part of the dementia, but completely different from, from Alzheimer's. Okay, let's talk, I mean, World uh, Alzheimer's Day, we say, and also World Alzheimer's Month uh, becoming, you know, more and more important. And we know the World Health Organization has adopted a global plan on this. What are the main messages here? So when we look at Alzheimer's, and I think even though one of the biggest um, signs is that someone is getting forgetful. It's not just that they are getting forgetful. We are also looking at possible personality changes or very likely that there will be personality changes. So someone doing something out of the sorts. Um, they, are, they are getting undressed when it's an inappropriate time, um, when they are possibly out in the community, you know, where they would leave their house, not being fully dressed and understanding a sequence of events mm. um, and also behaving in a strange way. And I think especially from a community point of view, it, it is quite, um, it's, it's, it's quite a scary thing for, for, for people to observe. Um, it's quite a daunting task for the family members that are taking care of their loved one with Alzheimer's. And the support is so important. Firstly, just to get that diagnosis, to understand that, you know, this, this is something that is a medical condition. It's not something that, you know, um, so many times we hear that uh, there's, they are maybe bewitched or so, especially in, in community type of settings, it can be quite, quite, quite a scary thing to address. Is there a link between heart issues and uh, um, Alzheimer's? There definitely is, yes. Um, but also just to understand that it's one of your predisposing uh, uh, factors. Um, there's no just one cause. And also genetics, you know, all of these little things uh, play a part in, in the possible diagnosis. Let's talk about in terms of, I mean, if we talk uh, South Africa's context, not everyone here will be able to afford the care that's needed once they have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So the uh, person-centered approach, how can that help then for those who can't afford medicine and who can't afford to take their, you know, elderly loved ones to a center where they can have the assistance okay. they need? Yeah, so so you, you won't always be able to get that. And the important thing is is that there is a conversation that, that starts within communities. Um, what it is, how it, how it uh, presents, so what are the different symptoms? What can we expect when there is a disease progression? As a family, how can we support this person? Because you cannot always maybe take them somewhere. So once you've got a diagnosis, the important thing is, is that um, the, the the family as a whole look into, okay, what are we expecting next? And seeing if within the community, what can we do to start that conversation? Is there possibly a support group at the 
the, the local clinics and the local community centers? Is there that type of support group? And if there isn't, can't we start that conversation to make sure that within communities we have that so that the right type of support is given to the family members to know what to expect next? Yeah. Let's talk Aurea Senior Living uh, Community. What uh, is the type of assistance that you offer there? And uh, San Serino, is that a care center? So it's, uh, it's, follows a, a whole continuum of care. So mm-hmm. from independent living to assisted living, and at Santorino we also have a dedicated dementia care. Um, it's based in Bryanston. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a lot of the residents that move in when they are so independent, the the, the plus point of having or, or moving into a community like that is that um, no matter the type of assistance that you need, if that can be provided. And then very similar to, to to home-based care, what we provide to our independent residents, that would be something that a lot of your listeners can also um, look into is how can you provide care for your loved one at home? What mm-hmm. type of resources do you need? Do you need to go and get some, some expert opinions, um, going to the clinic, speaking to some of the doctors, um, even in... In the public sector, you still get geriatricians. So a geriatrician is a, a, a doctor that specializes in the older person and their type of medication and um, a lot of the, the illnesses that afflict the older person. Um, and working with your local, your, your GP, they can then guide you through this process. So as a family, as someone that's been diagnosed, they can then assist you to say what type of resources do you need and what they can then help you with. All right. And you talk a lot about the importance of family. So I guess even when a family member is in a care facility and they're able to access this uh, health care, uh, the importance of constant family involvement will still play a role there. Family involvement will always play a role. Um, in, in the beginning stages, possibly at, at the more advanced stages of dementia and Alzheimer's, they might start forgetting their family members, but family family involvement is crucial, not only to the person that is um, has been diagnosed with the dementia, but also to the family members to know that whatever t- whatever you put in, that you are assisting your loved one. So even at a, a, a care center, we also try to encourage as much as possible the family's involvement and trying to guide them through this process, seeing where we can assist them as much as we are assisting our resident. All right. How do we get in touch with you for more information? So you can you can find us online at aurea.co.za. A-U-R-I-A. Thank you so much again for your time, Danielle, and shedding light on this very important topic. Thank you for having me. Danielle Oswald is care manager at San Serino. They're part of the Aurea flagship senior living community talking World Alzheimer's Day and patient care. Let's take a short break. This is SFM Sound Awake.